Welcome back to the John Clay Podcast. I'm John Clay, sports columnist with the Lexington Air Leader and Kentucky.com. It is Monday, March the 7th, 2022. And on today's podcast, we are going to preview the Kentucky State Girls High School Basketball Tournament, which starts Wednesday down at Rupp Arena. And we're going to preview the tournament with Jared Peck, who covers high school sports for the Herald Leader at Kentucky.com. Yes, the tournament starts on Wednesday at Rupp. It runs through Saturday night's championship game. Uh, with Jared, we're going to break down all of the matchups, all the first-round matchups, both Wednesday and Thursday. Then Jared's going to talk about uh, who he sees progressing through the rest of the bracket, working up to uh, Saturday's semifinals and then championship game. Uh, before we get to my interview with Jared, I want to thank everybody who supports our work at the Herald Leader at Kentucky.com. I want to thank everybody who supports this podcast. If you get a chance, give us a rating and review on Apple or Spotify. You can also find the podcast on Stitcher, Tuned In, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio Podcasts, pretty much everywhere you get your podcast. Give us a rating and review. That really helps, uh, really helps get the word out about the podcast. We really appreciate everybody who has done that. Just wanted to get that reminder in before we get to Jared. But without any further ado, let's get to it. My interview with Jared Peck as we preview the Kentucky State Girls High School Basketball Tournament this week at Rupp Arena. Okay, I want to welcome into the podcast uh, my friend and colleague at the Herald Leader who covers uh, high school sports, all high school sports, but it's basketball season. Uh, Jared Peck of the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. How's it going, Jared? It's your busy time of year. It is my busy time of year. It's uh, going to be a, a fun week. We've got the Girls Sweet 16 starting Wednesday and going through Saturday night. And uh, I mean, here we go. Yeah, here we go. So what kind of year has it been for girls high school basketball in Kentucky this year? Has it been an interesting year? Has it been a year of upsets, uh, craziness? With, or has it been kind of a status quo year with the favorite teams playing the way we thought they would? What, overall, what's it, kind of, what's it been this year? I think a lot of the teams we thought would be good at the beginning of the season have been good. We've had a few surprises here at the tournament. Um, and, uh, you know, there's two teams at the end of the season I didn't see being here that are here this week. And uh, Boyd County and, uh, I guess, Corbin kind of got hot late and uh, ran through their district and region tournaments uh, and, and got here. But the, the rest of the field, you know, Sacred Heart was supposed to be here. They're here. Anders County was supposed to be here. They're here. Clark County is supposed to be here. They're here. So a lot of uh, the preseason top 25s that we had in the Herald Leader uh, are, are here this week, and a lot of the top-ranked teams in the state at the end of the season are still here. We did have some upsets. We had uh, Notre Dame had made its way to the top of the Cantrell ratings at, at the end of the season, and they got knocked out in the, the region tournament. And uh, So anything still can happen. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty exciting. Is there a favorite going in on Wednesday? An overall favorite? The, the overdog is Sacred Heart. Sacred Heart has so many good players that it's it's kind of silly. I mean, they've got a Division One player who's going to Western Kentucky, Josie Gillen. She was a Sweet 16 MVP last year, and if you look at her stats, um, she doesn't generate a lot of stats that you see in for scoring and rebounding, but she gets steals, she gets deflections, she gets, um, you know, assists. Uh, and she can dominate a game just on her own. But the Sacred Heart also has uh, one of the most heralded freshmen in the state, and not just this year, any year. Uh, Zakaya Johnson is going to have a star rating next year when she appears on the recruiting chart. She's already appeared on a, a Hoop Girls uh, top players of the freshman class. Uh, she's their leading scorer and rebounding bounder as a freshman, 
Um, and, you know, she wasn't on the state championship team last year. They only lost really one senior last year. They've got everybody back from the team that won the state title and won the state title and, uh, you know, fairly decisively uh, when they got hot at the end of the season. Uh, and, and they're virtually all back. I mean, she's – Donna Moore has got – she's had some great, like, nationally ranked teams uh, back in the past, back in the early 2000s. And she's on that kind of run again. The, the team that she's got this year, uh, if they fulfill their destiny here, I mean, they'll be one of the great teams of all time. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, we're going to go through the bracket. We're going to go through by the order of games. Uh, and Jared's going to talk a little bit about each game uh, as we move the bracket. We're going to start in chronological order. We're going to start with the opener Wednesday Boyd County against Meade County. It starts at 11 a.m. on Wednesday. Uh, what what about that? What about that matchup? Well, that contains a, a team. Boyd County was one of those teams that got hot late. And I didn't pick them to to, to be here, um, but you know, Coach Fraley has been here a number of times. He, he knows what he's doing. He's got a young team. There are a lot of young teams in this tournament. Really, I think Meade County is among the teams. Meade County is. Um, got a, a f- freshman in uh, Peyton Bradley who averages like 19.4 points a game and I think is leading, you know, she's the leading three-point shooter or she's one of the top three-point shooters, top free throw shooters in the state. Um, and, and really, uh, you know, the story of this Sweet 16 is how many young teams are there. There are a bunch of teams here that could be here for a couple of years with the core groups they have. Really, uh, Meade County kind of won a, a slog fest against Breckridge County yesterday. They just finished up their region tournament yesterday. Really? Uh, that that tournament game was 12-8 at halftime. It uh, it got a little bit better. I think uh, Meade County got up to 41 points. And then uh, Boyd County uh, won their game, um, I think, in overtime against the team they played. And they've got Audrey Biggs. They've got three double-digit scores, and Audrey Biggs, Jasmine Jordan, Taylor Bartram, uh, this is a pretty even matchup. I I don't really see, uh, you know, Meade County's tied for seventh in the count trail ratings, and Boyd County um, comes in and probably looks like 15th. Mm-hmm. So fairly close matchup. Uh, they both can really defend. Meade County's defense has been a little stouter, I think. But, uh, you know, I no, I no, there are going to be a lot of games I don't know much about. Uh, and how who's going to win that one, uh, and that might be one of them. <laughs> okay, okay, we'll move on to the next game then. Against all these games are at Rupp Arena, by the way. We should have mentioned that uh, up top. We're all at Rupp Arena. That's right. Uh, the second game on Wednesday afternoon uh, is uh, Bethlehem twenty-three and seven against Bullet East thirty and four. What do you, what do you know about that matchup? Well, these two teams had to play each other in the first round last year. The luck of the ping pong balls from KHSA put them right back in this spot. Um, but they were thrilled. Bethlehem brings back static uh, <laughs> about that. Bethlehem won this game game last year, um, and but they had a veteran team. They had uh, two standout seniors who have since moved on. They've got a virtually new team this year. They've got the, some pieces back that were part of that team last year, uh, but they're just you know where they were even. Up matchup probably last year, maybe even a little favored. Bullet East is the overdog this year. Bullet East has, you know, six foot six uh, Gracie Merkel, who leads the, the state in uh, field goal percentage at making seventy one point seven percent of her field goal tries, um, which is fairly remarkable. 
Um, she's going to Bellarmine. She originally committed, I think, to Ball State, but changed it to, to stay closer to home at Bellarmine. Um, she has been a dominant force uh, in that region um, since she, you know, probably sophomore year when when she just became too much to hand for a lot of people to handle. They've also got a good shooter, Emma Egan, who's also a senior. Um, Bullet East is one of the only teams that has beaten Sacred Heart this year. They played a very difficult schedule. Bethlehem plays a difficult schedule too. Um, but uh, yeah, this is not the matchup that you know the Banshees wanted uh, this year, especially for a second year in a row, and especially since they knocked Bullet East out last year. And Bullet East had a pretty good team last year too. So that one uh, is one that you know um, I think will go Bullet East way. Uh, but you know, you never know. Right. Right. Okay. Let's go to the. Uh lost my bracket. Here it is, back here. Okay, the first game of the night session on Wednesday. Uh, if I read this correctly, uh, does it say 6 o'clock? Is that right? It, my yep, thing is cut off right here. Okay, yeah, we got McCracken, <laughs> McCracken County McCracken County 31-1 and one against Southwestern 25-7. and seven. Yeah, McCracken County with that one loss. Who was the, team, who was the only team to beat McCracken County? I think it might have been an out-of-state team. Let's see here. Oh, they lost to Manuel. They lost to Manuel um, in uh, in a fairly close game, 54-51. But, yeah, McCracken County coming in here with only one loss. Dominant team, you know, uh, made some noise because, you know, they beat Christian Academy Louisville early. They beat Franklin County. They've beaten Bowling Green a few times. They played Bowling Green more than once. Um, And really when they they beat Cal and they beat Bowling Green, they started being up in the the upper tier. I mean, not quite with – thought of as well as Sacred Heart, but they were number two and number three all season. They have a, a, a sophomore, I think, Destiny Thomas. She might be a junior now, but she averages 17.9 a.m. Coming off of a ACL tear from the year before, I mean, she was one of the bright young uh, players before her ACL tear, and it's really great to see that she's recovered uh, and, and doing what she's doing now. She, uh, leads them in scoring, is close in rebounds, um, but they get uh, you know a Southwestern team of the teams in the tournament. Southwestern has I think Southwestern has faced 11 of the 16 teams uh, this year that are in the Sweet 16 wow. uh, during the season, wow. and they've you know come up you know about half and half, half wins, half losses. They played uh, Sacred Heart out of the gate and lost to them by more than 20 at the beginning of the season, and that was an impromptu game that he. He got it, you know, Sacred Heart's coach said, hey, does anybody want to play tonight? And he said, took him up on it, drove to Louisville and got whooped. But he said uh, this afternoon that that was a great experience in all the games that they played this year where they took a loss or got the win, um, you know, has helped that team grow, helped them be here this week. Uh, They played Clark County in Lexington um, earlier uh, this season and they took that game to overtime. Clark County has been the number two team in the state most of the year. Uh, they feel like, you know, they've got the experience to hang with anybody. And while McCracken County's record is 31 and one, and I've got McCracken County going a lot farther and getting past Southwestern, uh, you know, right. would be no shocker to, to see, uh, that game go Southwestern's way. It's a, uh, in my list of, uh, tough the games, this is the third closest matchup in the tournament. Really? So it's going to be, uh, pretty good. Okay, and then the final game uh, on Wednesday, we got Henderson County twenty-four and four against Franklin County twenty-seven and seven. 
Yeah, Franklin County is our 11th region uh, representative. Mm-hmm. They're here for the third year in a row and the sixth year out of eight. Um, Joey Thacker, the coach at Franklin County, has got uh, two seniors, uh, Nevada Carter and Patience Lastrew, who have been part of these runs. Uh, you know, Franklin County for a long time was associated with Brooklyn Miles, who won Miss Basketball last year and was playing for Tennessee yesterday, played quite a bit yesterday for Tennessee. Uh, when they played Kentucky in the SEC championship game. Uh, but those two, uh, you know, average double figures. Uh, Laster almost gets 10 rebounds a game. I think she's at like eight or something like that. Um, they kind of played in a, a grinded-out 11th region tournament where scoring was hard to come by, and they're playing a Henderson County team that likes to up the tempo, and Joey Thacker said that he could not wait to play at a faster tempo. And he said, he's, you know, there are games this week set, by, set, set back the game of basketball by 20 years, but they hope they can uh, rectify that, you know, this week uh, playing Henderson County. Henderson County is seemingly always the second region representative out of Western Kentucky. They've been here something like 19 times. Um, uh, it's, uh, you know, they've got, uh, they were here last year. They graduated uh, a region player of the year last year, but they bring back uh, Jerry Thomas and Gracie Risley, who both averaged better than 13 points a game. Um, you know, they, they haven't played as many teams probably as Southwestern has played. They haven't played an extremely difficult schedule outside of Western Kentucky, but they've played McCracken County close, and, uh, you know, that gives, you know, some indication that uh, they might be able to hang with the, the, the big dogs here this week. Yeah, uh, it, it, so yeah, slight correction there. Brooklyn Miles, that was in the semifinals when Kentucky played Tennessee. Uh, they played North oh, yeah, Carolina right. in the finals, yeah. Uh, but both those games uh, were really I, good games. <laughs> 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 it all seems a blur now. But, yeah, yeah, Brooklyn Miles it's played, a blur, played, man. played quite it's a, a bit. Yeah, I, I'm lucky to know that this is Monday right now. So <laughs> That's right. Uh, just keep me – just, just do course corrections for me, John. <laughs> I'll be no, fine. yeah, it's course correction. We're good. We're good. Okay, let's move to <laughs> let's move to yeah, I know. Let's move to okay. Let's go to Thursday. The first game on Thursday. This bracket here. It takes me a little while to figure out uh, what's going on with this little bracket here. But it looks to me like the first game that we've got is Bowling Green twenty-eight and seven against Letcher County Central twenty-six and nine. Uh, what do you know about that matchup? Well, Bowling Green's another team that has been around the state a lot and played a lot of teams uh, that are in this tournament. And uh, the things haven't always gone well with them, but they are a physical team. They've got Meadow Tisdale, who's the younger sister of uh, Kentucky football player Vito Tisdale. Right, right. Um, And uh, let's see here. She is uh, averaging 15.6 points a game and also leading them in rebounds at 7.5 per. you know, they've played Southwestern. They've, uh, you know, run into Clark County, I think. They've run into Sacred Heart. Uh, they're a team that nobody wants to play because they, they play physical. Uh, they can grind out a game. Um, and it's a, they're, they're a difficult matchup for anybody. They played Sacred Heart within six, I think, earlier this year. And they're playing Electric County Central team that uh, comes in here and no 14th region team has won a game in the Sweet 16 since 2008 when Breathitt County did it. Um, Letcher got here via an overtime region final. Last year, they lost in four overtimes to not make it to the Sweet 16, to Knott County Central. And the year before that, they were here 
and they had their best player that's here today. She's region player of the year, Kaylee Banks. Um, she and Kira Couch uh, uh, lead Letcher County th- this time. Um, so they've got Sweet 16 experience. They shouldn't be, uh, you know, sh- shrunken by the moment that they're in because this is what they've been dreaming of. And, and they play lots of close games. It's just that, you know, Bowling Green is kind of a different kind of animal. You know, teams from the, uh, you know, 14th region, they don't step out a lot and play uh, teams around the state, so they don't really see what other people have. I um, mean, I don't mean to make that an indictment of them. Right. It's just, it's, you know, they get through their region, and I hope their team's good enough to get here and, and do something here. And, you know, very well, they could. They could make something happen. Um, I would love to see this streak broken. Uh, it, it, that would that would be a, a historic, fun day. And then in the uh, second game on Thursday, another team from the mountains, another team from the mountains had a really, had a really great year. Pikeville, thirty-one and two against Cooper, twenty-three and nine. Yeah, I was joking with uh, their coach, uh, Coach Orem, uh, this afternoon when they had their press conference that uh, they've been here four straight times. They had the same point guard who's been a point guard since she was a seventh grader at this tournament, which is Trinity Row. And they are still a very young team. Yeah. <laughs> they're the four-time defending. <laughs> they're, they're now four-time region champions. And the heart of their team is Trinity Rowe, who's a sophomore, and Kira Thornsbury, who's a sophomore. Um, so it's it's kind of unique. Uh, Pikeville's last loss came in the All-A Classic, I think the semifinals, where they lost to Owensboro Catholic. And that was kind of a stunning result um, because you know, Pikeville's – established themselves as a very good team over these years. And I think they're still really good and should be competitive this week. The problem is that they're facing an up and coming Cooper team. who is also young, who is led by, you know, a, a six foot uh, winger, uh, Whitney Lind. Uh, Cooper has come out of the ninth region and the ninth region, uh, to put it frankly, is ridiculously competitive. Uh, they had a number one team this year, Notre Dame. Notre Dame got upset uh, before they even reached the region finals um, by Ryle. And, you know, Cooper was a, a school that was formed out of, I guess, the Ryle enrollment or the you know, Union Kentucky's uh, burgeoning population uh, just uh, you know, more than a decade ago, this new school formed. So this is their first time in the Sweet 16. Um but, you know, they got a new coach last year. They, last year they were one of the teams that beat Sacred Heart during the regular season. Um, so they've got the quality uh, to compete with anybody here. Uh, this is the second hardest matchup of the, of the entire tournament. Now, this game between Cooper and Pikeville, um, you know, the Cantrell ratings only put these teams three points apart in, in their ratings, and they're both up in the 80s. We have a lot of teams that are up in the 80 percentile here for – for Dave Cantrell and uh, you know, just a lot of good teams this week. And um, this one, this one should be something else. Uh, speaking of good teams, as you mentioned, they've been number two for most of the state. You got the first game on the Thursday night session. You got uh, the George Rogers, Clark Cardinals, the Clark County Cardinals against Corbin. Uh, Clark County is 30 and two. Corbin is 25 and six. What about that matchup? Well, Clark County briefly got to, to number one this year. Um, they are a bear. They are physical. They are athletic. They are led by the Byers sisters. Um, Brianna Byers, a junior, 
Uh, Sierra Byer is a uh, freshman. They're both about six feet tall. Uh, Sierra was their starting point guard last year when they had their one uh, season where the, you know, Clark County is usually always here. Last year, they were kind of rebuilding after losing, uh, a, a, you know, a star point guard for the last several years is now in Northern Kentucky. Um, so uh, them not being here last year was kind, kind of a stunner, mm-hmm. but they're right back. They're right back to being one of the, the top teams in the state. Um, uh, Sierra Byers averages something like 17 points and, you know, seven rebounds a game. Um, and, and really, you know, the thing about Clark County is they can play and they can grind with Bowling Green. They can run uh, with Henderson. It's like whatever style you want to play, they can play it. And uh, it's hard to match up against them. Um, uh, Anderson County played them at the beginning of the season, and they were so physical. Uh, that it was just a hard matchup for Anderson County, and that, that team was a state semifinalist the year before. Uh, Corbin comes here as one of the, the teams out of the blue that just got hot at the right time late. Uh, they've got three double-digit scorers, and, uh, Kaylee Housley, Shelby Stewart, and uh, Darcy Anderson. And uh, another player leads their, leads them in rebounding is Reagan Walker. I mean, they've – you know, South Laurel is the team that's been coming out of this region the last few, three, few years with uh, – Chris um, Salter, who led Mercer County to back-to-back state championships uh, a few years ago. So, you know, getting it through that region, the 13th, uh, that's not an easy task. And uh, it's pretty impressive they've done it. They've, they've beaten uh, Southwestern earlier this year. They've beaten Letcher County Central um, earlier this year. Those are two Sweet 16 teams. Uh, so they can't be taken lightly, even by a Clark County team that um, should be favored. And then we got last but not least on uh, Thursday night, the final game uh, in the session. Uh, here we've got Anderson County 30 and 4 against Sacred Heart, as you talked about earlier, 32 and 3. Can Anderson give Sacred Heart a game on uh, Thursday night? Yeah, they should be able to give them a game, but uh, they also should sue the KHAA for the, the blind draw that they uh, got here because <laughs> this was a state semifinal. This was a state semifinal last year. That's what this game was, and it's their first round game. And when the draw was taken, you know, the Clay Bergwessel, who's Anderson County coach, said he looked at the draw and is like, you know, at the time of the draw, uh, in his path this week, if things, you know, everybody wins that should win, I mean, he's got. In order to win the state title, he's going to have to be number one Sacred Heart, number two Clark County. Wow. Number five, Cooper. And then, you know, McCracken County at the end if they're there. Wow. So that is the hardest draw. It's also made it pretty hard for Sacred Heart to repeat. Sacred Heart doesn't have the easiest draw either. Uh, but Anderson County has Amia Jenkins, who should be the favorite for Miss Basketball this year. She's been a great player for Anderson County for three years. She's committed to UK. She's one of the in-state recruits. Uh, for Coach Elsie at, at UK. Um, she's the leading scorer uh, that's in this tournament. She a- averages about 17.9 a game. Uh, she can defend anyone, whatever you need her to defend, she can defend. Um, she can get her own when they do that. Uh, you know, I've watched it, it was a game earlier this year where they weren't even running plays for her. They were just running plays for everybody else because they didn't want to give anyway any of their plays for her. 
uh, in a regular season game, and, and unless they really needed to. But they've got plays for her, and they're going to run them this week. Um, so, you know, such a, an interesting matchup. And like I so talked about Sacred Heart, Sacred Heart is just so loaded. Josie Golvin, a senior, Trinity Ralston, uh, who's having a little down year, but she could be a region player of the year next year as a junior. Uh, Reagan Bender, who people have kind of forgotten about uh, and talking about in the, in the media that I see, but she's their second leading scorer right now, double-digit score. I mean, she could be a region player of the year when she comes around. She's just a sophomore. And then Zakiya Johnson, who is just a phenomenon. And, you know, I mean, uh, it's no exaggeration to say right now, and he's a freshman, so this is stupid to say, but could be one of the greatest high school girls basketball players uh, to come out of this state. Um, right now, she certainly has lived up to the building. She transferred in from Shelby County, um, but if she stays healthy and, and playing for Sacred Heart, my goodness, my goodness, the sky is the limit for her. Okay, so once we get past these the first the first round games, some excellent matchups there. Are there so many other matchups down the road that you are looking forward to, or anything else in this tournament that you're looking forward to, Jared? Starting Wednesday. Well, I mean, I talked about Anderson County and Sacred Heart's draw and how silly it was, um, because you know once you get past Anderson County or Sacred Heart. They have to play, if Clark County advances, they have to play Clark County. Right. Or you have to play a team that beat Clark County. Uh, and that's not going to be an easy task. Right. So that, you know, Friday quarterfinal, and I think it's the, probably going to be the last one of the yeah, day. It's 830. Let's see who I pick here. Yeah. 830. I mean, that's a prime time yeah. matchup. You could have that Sacred Heart and Clark County in that Friday 830 game, right? And then, you know, you know, I've got McCracken County and Franklin County advancing. Um, I think Franklin County might be a little too much for, or McCracken County might be too much for Franklin County at that point. We've got Billet East, and I've got Meade County advancing. And let me preface this by saying all my predictions are wrong. <laughs> I only picked 10 out of the 16 teams that would be here. I didn't fare very well in this last year. All these teams are evenly matched, and I'm just throwing them at the wall right. and we'll see what happens. But so I think, you know, it's going to be bullet East and Mead County. I think it's going to be Cooper and Bowling Green. I think it's going to be Clark County and Sacred Heart on Friday. Um, you know, and, and, you know, I think bullet East advances, McCracken County advances. Uh, I got Cooper over Bowling Green. I've got Sacred Heart over uh, Clark County. But if we're talking about a confidence rating on my picks, <laughs> Probably a thirty-three percent confidence rating on my picks. Um, well, that should make uh, for a great tournament. So, who, have you taken it all the way out to the finals? Who's in your finals? Oh, oh, sure. Uh, <laughs> the final four: uh, McCracken County with that great uh, uh, player, Destiny Thomas, and then Bullet East with Gracie Merkel and and Emma Egan, and then on uh, the the other game we have Cooper and Whitney Land. And then Sacred Hearts, and like this is a rematch of a midseason game last year, where these two teams are essentially the same, except Sacred Heart has added a superstar to their team, and Cooper's gotten better. But you know, I, I think you know in the final, 
Um, it's going to be Sacred Heart and McCracken County. These are two teams that have been ranked. Sacred Heart has been ranked number one almost the entire year. Not only when they've we'll go back to Sacred Heart. Sacred Heart has only lost three games this year. One to an out-of-state team that virtually ran the table in their state until they got upset at the end. And then they've lost to Bullet East in overtime. And they lost to Mercy in double overtime. Wow. And those two overtime games, Gilvin and somebody else got in foul trouble and fouled out. So the secret to beating Sacred Heart is get them in foul trouble and be with them in overtime. Play with them, uh, stay with them long enough in overtime for them to just, you know, just outlast them. Um, because otherwise, you know, Sacred Heart is a really big bear <laughs> to, to deal with. And the Bullet East coach said this afternoon, is like, you've got to play at your best. You've got to be there for it. But they've proven when they play at their best, when everything's go their way, Sacred Heart can be beat. And uh, but if things don't go McCracken County's way or whoever else is on the other side of that uh, bracket, it will be Sacred Heart uh, cutting in the nets for the second year in a row. Well, it should be a great tournament. And just by the fact that you're talking about the matchups and a lot of close te- games, a lot of uh, young teams, uh, it, it should be a great week uh, starting Wednesday at Rupp Arena. Uh, Jared, tell the listeners, remind the listeners again how they can follow you on Twitter and where they can find all your uh, work leading up to and during the tournament. Yeah, on uh, Twitter, I'm at, eight, at HL Preps. Uh, I generally tweet out highlights rather than play-by-play, so if you ask me what the score is now, I'm, I might not be able to tell you, but I'll, <laughs> I'll get you the next big play that happens. I promise you that. Right. And then, uh, you know, all my preview content should be posted um, Tuesday, uh, by Tuesday, on uh, Kentucky.com. I have a look at each team, who their leading scorers are, leading rebounders are, what their record was, who they've beaten, who they haven't beaten. Uh, also have 16 facts to get you ready for the tournament. Just some interesting things about who all the Miss Basketball candidates are in the uh, going to be in the tournament, and uh, who some of the top players that are going to be in the tournament, and, and a closer look at those difficult matchups uh, that we just talked about. Uh, you'll get to see that broken down for you on Kentucky.com uh, beginning Tuesday. And then during the tournament, uh, every game, we will treat every game like it's the home team. Uh, Josh Moore, uh, Cameron Drummond, and I will be covering it from the first um, tip until the final horn on Saturday night. Uh, we'll have game stories from each one, any features that come along, and good story ideas that look like uh, developed this week. We'll have those too. Um, but, uh, I mean, if your team wins, you're the home team for the Lexington Herald leader. Right. And like, uh, Jared said, you can follow him on Twitter at HL preps. You can follow Josh on Twitter, Josh Moore, HL and Cameron Drummond is C Drummond 97 on Twitter. So check out all those guys. They do, they're going to do a great job this week, especially Jared covering, uh, all high school sports and covering the girls state tournament at Rupp arena. Jared, thanks so much. And we'll be catching up with you before the boys state tournament as well. But thanks as always for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me, John. Okay, that'll do it for this edition of the John Clay Podcast. My thanks, as always, to Jared Peck of the Herald-Leader and Kentucky.com. Check him out on Twitter, 
at HL Preps. Follow, follow him all week as he covers the girls' high school basketball tournament along with Josh Moore and Cam Drummond at the Herald Leader. You can check him out in the pages of the Herald Leader. You can check him out online at Kentucky.com or follow him all on Twitter, as we mentioned. You can follow me on Twitter at John Clay IV. Drop me an email, jclay at herald-leader.com. Thanks again to Jared Peck. Check out all his work this week, and good luck to everyone at the Kentucky High School Girls State Basketball Tournament at Rupp Arena. And we'll catch you next time on the John Clay Podcast.